partner, if you are in a relationship, and then you're like, I have something to add. Oh. How much sex is too much sex? And I'm like, okay, so how do we end it now? Don't hurt yourselves, people, whether you're masturbating or fucking someone else. Don't do it too much. Too much of something is, you know, never good. Yeah. Hi, yeah, I'm John. I'm Alexis. And welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. It's a weekly podcast. <laughs> That's a thing I wrote when we were doing podcasts weekly. But it's a podcast where we talk about relationships <laughs> and trust and transparency and doing all that shit together. <laughs> right here in our den. In the middle of a pandemic. Trust us, monogamy is hard. Yeah. But I feel like going through this together right now has proven to be it's fine most challenging, days. Yeah, challenging, but also like I'm glad it's you that we're going through this pandemic. That is not what you said five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, that's not true. Who do you think? Who do you think edits these videos? Uh, clearly, you. They're very biased your way. <laughs> we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and. We haven't filmed in a while. You'd think that I'm off work, John's off work, like that we would have had a lot more time to be filming and doing some fun creative projects, but I feel like we've actually just been like stunned and immobilized, right? Yeah. Well, I filmed a lot of stuff for the first week and a half. Yeah. And it's like sprinting at the beginning of a marathon. Mm -hmm. That's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not yeah. sustainable. Personally, I've kind of felt a little stifled and just like, wow, what the hell is going on, you know? Yeah. But I'm glad that we're doing this today. We're filming to say hello to you all. And Are you um, glad that you're in a monogamous relationship with me? I am. How do you feel? How would you feel about being single during the apocalypse? <laughs> if you're in a committed relationship during the pandemic and you're stuck in your house with your family, I mean, you're in your home with your family, your loved ones, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to just really get to know one another. Yeah. Did you right? change saying stuck? I also, yes. That's I cool. also think, like, if you are single right now, congratulations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. You have unlocked masturbation achievements we... beyond anyone's wildest imaginations. Oh, no, it's been good. I feel like we have used this... Personally, I've used this time together like every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week um, to really think about external stress and how, no, <laughs> how much it can affect our relationship. Like at the beginning of this pandemic and the lockdown or whatever, I was thinking, well, if we fight less, then we know that some of the reasons why we fight, you know, are because of external stressors. Yeah. We have been fighting less. And we have been fighting less. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
But we thought that it would be a good opportunity today to talk to you guys about stress in relationships, like how to manage and handle stress as a couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, before you go into your first topic, you said stuck in the house. And I know you're joking, but you changed what you were saying. And I think that's important to not skip over the importance of the words that you say. And the 100%. power of the spoken word. Well, and I kind of did that on purpose. I was trying to be funny. Yeah, I know you were. Oh, okay. This one is, because yeah. I think this is important to throw out. Uh, I think actually my mother said the thing about being stuck versus safe at home. Whatever. Uh, safe at home versus being yeah, stuck. Yeah, saying you're safe at home with your family. Because if you're not safe right now and you're listening to our podcast, your priorities are backwards. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that if you're listening right now, you are safe and you're with your family. And it's important to say things like I'm safe at home versus stuck. Because it really is a determining factor in getting through a lot of tasks, the way you speak to yourself. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and to your partner. Yeah. And once you verbalize and you let something out of your mouth that, and you use your tongue like a weapon, it, it is out there in the world and it's going to reverberate and it's going to hurt people. It's going to affect people. So it's very important to be conscious of the the verbal, the the audible sounds you were making and the effect they have on your, you, not only yourself, but your tribe or your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we're safe at home together. Yeah. Yeah. We've been spending a lot of time. We also have two children, if you, um, you know, didn't know. So we're all in the home together and spending a lot of quality time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, in normal life, there are stressors. Everyone deals with stress, right? Mm -hmm. And during this pandemic, I mean... There are new stressors, like new stressors have been, you know, introduced into our lives, right? Right. And since we're all spending so much time together, I think, you know, it would be cool to talk about how we've managed our stress together and share like a few tips that I've read about. Right. Yeah. I've kind of personally felt, although like I'm furloughed and I'm unemployed currently, and it's kind of scary to think about um, a lot of things and a lot of uh, people that are struggling more than we are, whether it's like the frontline workers and or people struggling to get food, like especially mm -hmm. starting in like underdeveloped nations like that is horrible and and tragic. And, and it makes me scared. And it's like I want to do something to help. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are, there are lots of like stress factors, like new stress factors, but some have been eliminated for me personally. And I don't know if they have for you, but like work stress for me, for example, like I am at home, I'm not working my butt off day in and day out. So I feel like the work stress is gone and it's kind of been replaced by like other stress factors that are a little bit easier to manage, like reading the news and stuff like that, just by cutting it out. Yeah. Right. Um, but we do have extra stress to deal with. Have you noticed any new stressors? Like anything that's like stressing you out? Um, normally I spend hours in the house by myself and I can work on whatever I'm doing. Uh, so that's... Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I was always envious of that, I think. Yeah. That you had that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't reflected as much, but sitting in this moment and reflecting... 
now I am thinking, I keep thinking about how much time I squandered. <clears throat> oh. But I still want to make stuff and I still like have this like creative urge and I feel so, I feel sad if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So I have to, it makes sense now more so ever than ever to like get up before people in the house and it gets to get a few things going. Yeah. Does that help you manage kind of your stress? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even like when I was filming the vlog uh, and I did like a daily vlog for 10 days, it was stressful, but I was so distracted with the purpose of making stuff for myself and for our family to watch that I kind of like was like able to dial in and, and not focus on any outside factors. I was merely working and stressed out about things that I had control over. So that felt pretty good. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's sprinted. Mm-hmm. Now I have this weird thing about, oh, you haven't made something every day or you haven't made something for a week. And that's the only stress I've been going through. And I don't... Oh, that's good. Well, that's so... <clears throat> the, that's a stress and one of the only few stresses. You being upset with me because I'm being an asshat. That sucks. That's a big stressor because I don't want you do to you know. Find, not to interrupt, but do you find it to be more stressful, like spending more time together? Like, has it been hard? No, I actually want to spend. I know you might not feel this way right now <laughs> because we argued before the podcast and it was my fault because I was grumpy. Donna's hungover. So that's something we'll get to. But yeah. I've noticed that when you're hungover, hungover you're every, grumpier. I've been hungover almost every day oh, of man. quarantine. Today I woke up to, um, I get up every morning with the kids and make them breakfast and coffee. Not every morning. 99% Now of the I've time. been doing it some of the time. <laughs> and you did it this morning. And that's amazing. Literally, it was the best thing to lie there. So you do it on Sundays, actually. So yeah, most of the time. In our normal life. Yeah. And I... I do it so frequently whenever you're doing it. Like I'm like super, like when I'm like in bed, I'm like, this is amazing. This is a treat. And I woke up to um, one of the kids, my son, Malachi, being very defiant over you. And that kind of put me in a, it's like in a grumpy mood. And I just started getting worked up in my head. I was like, homeschooling is going to be hard today. So a news, another new stress that we're dealing with yeah. is homeschooling, yeah. which if you're a parent, you are probably familiar. Yeah. It's so, really crazy. And we have a newfound respect for teachers because it, it requires an immense amount of yeah. patience and attention giving. So when I said I had one thing stressing me out, I was completely delusional and insane for a second. Well, and just, that's fine. If that's all <laughs> you only think you have one thing, that's great. Um, I've noticed like homeschooling, um, being in the house with everyone all the time yeah. is good. I really do enjoy the quality time we've been spending together, but it's also kind of hard yeah. to not like be able to go to the gym and escape or see friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and being unemployed, I'm like, shit, where, you know, I know I'm going back to work when I don't know exactly because no one knows the future. So it's the unknown. And that's a huge stressor for me. It's just, kind of the unknown. Yeah. We don't really know what to expect. We don't know what is going to happen. Yeah. Also, we don't know who to trust yeah. right now. I feel like I know what I think and I have my opinions, but there's so much disinformation being thrown at us right now. Like, and it's just, it's crazy. So I feel like, I don't know, there are a couple ways, like as a couple, when we approach like a stressful scenario. So let's say we're talking about unemployment and we're talking about money, which is known to be like a huge stressor for couples in relationships, mm -hmm. right? Um, I was reading this article uh, by a PhD. Her name is Susan Heitler. 
and um, she offers just a few pointers when you're approaching a conversation. So the first thing, you know, you're gonna communicate, right? You're upset about something, there's, there's a problem, you guys are kind of disagreeing or we're disagreeing about something, you're gonna communicate about it, right? So you enter into a conversation. I think for us, what I've noticed, the first thing I think is, are we fed? Are we well rested and are we not hungover? And are we maybe just horny? Or that, yeah. yeah. So there could be sexual frustration. So you should knock all those things out or like try to be well rested and fed and. It's weird how sometimes <laughs> I, I think that the underlying thing is like sexual tension. I'm like, how does that make you hate my face so much for a second? I'm like, you wanna. I just get frustrated. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Maybe I that's just, just my, that's my perception. My perception of your frustration is that you hate me, and that is not. That's very a very egotistical way to look. Well, at Well, when I get frustrated, I just I hate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> For just a second. So I was a little right. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not perfect. I know I look like an angel. <laughs> um. Anyway. Okay. So this feels awkward. Why? I'm just because we haven't filmed in a while. So we're no. like trying to get into yeah. our flow and I'm trying to like, okay. So like, all right. So like we approach our conversation that could be potentially stressful or say we're already in an argument. And I think, have we eaten? Like, are we rested? Are we hungover? If any of those things come into play and the answer is like, you know, that we are, we're missing one of those crucial, like just needs that should be met, then it's probably not a good idea to talk about it, yeah. right? The yeah. stressful thing that you're, the stress that you're trying to manage. Yeah. Um, this woman, Susan Heitler, talks about respect being like one of the most important things, which is true. And reading about how she describes respect, um, she likens it to affection and, um, you know, avoiding criticism, sarcasm, oops, um, or judgmental voice tones. So just those three things kind of um, avoiding, you can sound and appear to be respectful, which is huge, yeah. right? When you're in dealing with a stressful situation. Yeah. Um, she talks about iMessages, which we all know. Like on the phone? No. Oh. <laughs> that does sound... <laughs> you messages. Um, oh, so, saying, so, instead yeah, of saying... Starting your sentence with an I. Yeah, instead of saying, you're a, mis you're a miserable twat. It's you your say, fault. I'm feeling You've bad. done this. Yeah. You've done that. Right. Yeah, you say, I feel this way. I feel sad. I feel betrayed. Whatever your emotion is. So does that mean instead of being like... You're just probably hungry right now. Be like, I'm not hungry. You kind of hungry? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wouldn't work with the hungover thing. You'd be like, you know how I had a beer last <laughs> night and you had seven. Well, I'm not hungover. Maybe you're hungover. <laughs> I mean, there are ways to work around that. Yeah. Yeah. We do a good job. How are you it. feeling? Yeah. And then you can answer. I feel. Yeah. Like shit. Yeah. Um, but she puts this in a way that I found to be very helpful. I have never read um, an I message or an I statement described like this. And rather, when you use you. So when you start a sentence with you, the sentence crosses over the boundary that defines the other person's space. The crossing may be to criticize, to tell the other what to do, 
to guess what the other person is thinking or feeling, which I am like hugely guilty of that. Mm. I oftentimes will kind of guess what you're thinking or feeling yeah. or assume. Yeah. And you're like, you can't assume that. Like you have to let me tell you. Yeah. And that that's where in this you statement or where this you message that she's talking about, yeah. like really like hit yeah. home for me. I'm like, oh, I just, I like the way she described that. Yeah. Or uh, you'll famously start guessing things that could be bothering me. And you'll say something I haven't thought about before. <laughs> Is it that you haven't talked to your dad in three years? It's like, I wasn't thinking about that until now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's meant to be funny. That's probably yeah. somewhere in the respect thing that we shouldn't. We do this thing where, called the mean game where we just basically are as mean as we can be, but in the funniest way possible. And, and then whoever wins the mean game is the person who, I guess who, the loser of the mean game says, okay, you win. Now you have to say something nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's probably unhealthy. As long as we both are happy, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Let's take a break for a second. Okay. And then go to the next one. All right, we're taking a break. It's the same time. All right, so when I said next subject, I was wrong. We're gonna next stay. topic is what you said. Next topic is what I said. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And I keep forgetting that I have a mustache too. Yeah, John, John grew a mustache. You probably can't even see it on the camera. <laughs> it's like, you kind of remind me of Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to get chucked later? Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're still we're still talking about how to deal with stress as a couple, um, and we went over respect and how important that is. I messages like using I instead of you when you start your sentence, and this woman Susan Heitler um, suggests you know seems really obvious, but it's very helpful remaining calm and avoiding becoming emotionally worked up. How do you do that? For me personally, yeah. I just go back within and I take a deep breath and I remember who the fuck I am and that if I freak out, it means you win and I'm competitive. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean, what it means is usually <laughs> that you don't listen to anything, you know, following what I have to say after I get done screaming. Yeah. So I know that if I'm upset and like worked up, you tend to kind of just shut down, which mm -hmm. makes sense. And mm -hmm. so like if I actually want to be heard, I know, okay, I have to stay calm right now. Yeah. And and that goes kind of goes back to the respect piece. Yeah. Like getting angry. Um, and she says this, anger undermines feelings that the relationship is a safe and supportive one. And that's kind of true. Will you say that one more time? That was good. Anger undermines feelings that the relationship is a safe and supportive one. So when someone kind of starts to lose their cool in an argument and like freaks out and gets really angry, it all of a sudden feels like hmm, that person isn't really loving me right now and I don't feel safe. So yeah. I'm probably not going to be as vulnerable as I should be in order to get my feelings yeah. across. And then like, it's just a breakdown of yeah. communication. I um, read a stat about 
domestic violence. And that's been coming up a little bit more frequently in the news sources that I go through because unfortunately yeah, it's probably, yeah, the numbers are going up right now. Um, the thing that stuck out to me was that statistically a lot of times domestic violence is happening in houses with lower education. And I was like, I don't want to be a dumb monkey who just, you know, throws things at you when I'm mad. So, uh, and I don't, th- I've never thrown things at her when I'm mad. Because you only have two years of college, son? Only because I have two, two years of college, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Which thing is that's, more than a lot of people. Thanks. The thing that comes up with me when I start getting mad, if I'm present enough to calm myself down, it's do you want to be a Neanderthal, John? Do you want to be a, a, a dumb monkey brain person that reacts to every emotion you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when when you're talking about this, I just keep thinking that I want to have like a, a, a thing that I write for myself that I read every morning that's like, hey, how are you doing? Remember today, you're going to make a bunch of choices. Mm-hmm. So make the best ones you possibly can and read it every morning. That's good. Just like a reminder. Yeah. 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 Your Go life on. is a series of choices, right? And if you decide to not be the emotion and be the person behind the emotion, it's easier to go about your day. Yeah. You know, it does take a lot of energy to get emotionally wrapped up and worked up about something, right? And much less energy, also more effective when you can remain calm. Mm -hmm. But it's easier said than done. Yeah. But we've been doing a really good job with that, I think. Right. I agree. Yeah. We also will... um, you know, try separating if we're arguing about something. And that seems to be very helpful. So right now it's one of us will go on like a walk if we do, which we haven't been like arguing like crazy, but if we're even like stressed out, right. And we can tell tensions kind of high in the house, we'll either go for a walk together or we'll separate. And, Mm -hmm. and I prefer, I like walking. I mean, I like exercising a lot, but just a nice walk to clear your head does amazing things. I think. I agree. And then we come back and reconvene and, and we're much more chill. Walking is crucial anyway and getting outside and moving your body. So maybe just if you can incorporate some kind of movement. Yeah, for sure. In the beginning, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. to help with stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meditation's helped me. I haven't meditated for two days now, I think. Yeah, I was thinking we could share with everyone like the things we do that kind of help us de-stress. Like yeah. she rec- she recommends these things and we we tried honestly to do all of these things, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, meditation for sure is something that <clears throat> as a whole family we've been trying to do together. Yeah. And we found doing it outside is really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. Yeah, we haven't been consistent in that depending on the weather and if, you know, everyone's willing to participate. Sometimes the kids are like you know, fight us really hard against, you know, fight, yeah, fight doing meditation. I wouldn't recommend, and I've been thinking about making a video on this, how to like get your family to meditate. I would not recommend if you have not been a person that practice, practices meditation, <clears throat> doing it with your family at the beginning, <laughs> because you're going to be like, I suck at meditation. It's like, no, it's, you're doing it with kids and it's going to be or hard. Or even your spouse or your partner or whatever. Yeah. And maybe not do it with your spouse. I think if we would have done it together at the beginning with just music and like chilled out for 10 minutes and like that was it, that would have been fine. We've done some guided where we lay in bed together and that's fine. Um, I loved the one we did the other night with the singing glass bowls. Yeah. I like doing, I really like group meditation. Yeah. I've done it with friends and in meditation groups and we've started doing it as a family and I, I really, I mean, I'll do it alone too, but I enjoy like that group energy. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was I watching? Oh, Ricky Gervais and... Russell Brand. Russell Brand and Ricky Gervais. And I've not fact-checked this and looked it up, but I want to. And I would, would imagine that a, a devout atheist that spends the time in the public eye wouldn't just make up something. Nonetheless, I digress. He had said that in the Bible that it said that meditation should be done alone. Mm -hmm. Did I say meditation just now or prayer? You said meditation. Yeah, pr well, prayer and meditation. Mm -hmm. I think that they're intertwined. Well, yeah, med I mean, prayer is meditation. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on what your beliefs are. You can't really say what it is and what it isn't because right. it's, it's specific to an individual. Yeah. I, I find it hard when someone says how a spiritual practice should be done. I find it difficult to subscribe to that because saying should, it it's going to be individualized and it's going to be unique for each yeah. person. I personally enjoy group like that energy, like group meditation. Yeah. There's something about it. If everyone is kind of participating, that just feels incredible. For to sure. Me. When, when, uh, we had a meditation and, uh, Malachi is like the most hyperactive one. So he's usually the one scratching and moving and farting, but we had a, a group meditation where I feel like it was at least from my perspective, I can't speak because I have a singular conscious consciousness, just like everyone else. But it felt like everyone kind of like was vibing when we opened our eyes at the same time. And everyone started commenting about it being a good meditation. And one of my favorite moments in one of the videos I've made is Malachi saying that um, Alexis had said that with group meditation, you only have a good one if everyone has one. I yeah, it was something awesome. like that. I can't remember exactly what I said, but... Yeah, so that's, that's the most rewarding part of doing meditation in a group with the kids. It's that... It's not going to be perfect and it's going to be distracting and it's not going to be as mindful for you as it would be if you were doing it with adults or peers or alone. But Yeah, doing it with kids is absolutely a different experience yeah. altogether, but I think it's super important. But when you have the one, you're like, all right, it's like getting, it's like hitting a good golf shot. Like you think you're done golfing because you keep like, like nutting the ball and you get like, like hitting awful shots and you get one good shot and you're like, all right, I'm going to come back again tomorrow or whenever, because the feeling of doing the good one outweighs all of like the duffs and all the, the, the misses and all the bad shots. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But practice meditation by yourself or with peers is what I would suggest doing before well, you go into it with your kids. Yeah. So or with your partner. Because yeah. we're talking about like how to deal with stress in a relationship. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Like I do, I think it can be very healing when you do it with your partner. 100%. Yeah. So I guess we're peers too. Yeah. But, or maybe, yeah. Yeah. I like doing it with you. I like doing it with do you Do you? Okay. I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, Did you think I, I don't feel, like doing it with you? No, for a you. I, I didn't know, honestly. Yeah. I, I guess I've always said that I liked it and I didn't know how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I love it. Like, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's important to, like, as we're spending all of this time together, because we're in the house, mm -hmm. um, like to do fun stuff. Yeah. And we, as a family, have discovered like new board games like Clue. We're obsessed with Clue right now and the yeah. kids love it. And it's yeah. been really fun and funny to play it with them. Um, and we, John and I have been playing Super Mario Brothers, which has been a super fun way to like take out frustrations a little bit. Cause I suck at the game and he's really good. So like, but it's fun to like jump on his head and like just basically lose every world. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Johnny can talk massive shit to me, and I don't take it too personally because it's a video game. I don't talk shit to you. You laugh a lot. I do laugh. I laugh at the frustration. Like, oh, yeah. I was so happy when you finally jumped and got a hit on a boss guy last time. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's fun. It's really fun to play together. It's like I the meditation like. with uh, the kids or the golf analogy I use. It's like that. That one moment. I was like, yes. And you yeah. look so proud of yourself. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was fun. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, we go on walks and hikes and. We completed a yard project together and some house projects, which I think it's it's cool to work together and complete something. We haven't done a puzzle yet, which I know a lot of people have been doing puzzles. But that might be, be a fun. Puzzle. No, you're not a puzzle person. No, I didn't think so. Maybe that's why we haven't done it. I've yeah. never really considered myself a puzzle person. I would like to build like a. We have like a Lego thing where it's like a few hundred pieces. That'd be mm -hmm. cool to lay out. Yeah, so but, we could do that. But, Finishing a project together, I think, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Baking. We haven't really cooked together, but we take turns cooking and the kids rate our meals and so far I'm winning. It's really only Malachi that rates meals. Olivia started she rating started meals. She started rating now too. Well, Great. She told you last night. Oh that yeah, you that's right. It's been such an aggressive political approach with getting, and maybe it's because Malachi's here more, but like his point total and maybe, because the kids have each respectively like favored one, uh, favored their maternal, biological, parents' food over the others. But now Malachi has turned on me and is really liking your food. Yeah, so and Olivia gave you on. a three out of three last night for dinner. She gave me a 15 out of 10. <laughs> Whatever, so Olivia's came up with her own system. I forgot about that. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, so yeah, it's cool because they flip-flops. Now Malachi's a fan of my cooking and Olivia's a fan of yours, so yeah. that's cool. You only guilt him a little bit. And uh, you're like, Malachi, just so you know, before you eat this meal. I made this sauce for five hours. Malachi's very impressed by the amount of time it takes to cook something. Yeah. So he knows like when I make risotto or like a homemade pasta sauce, it takes a long time. And yeah. that he finds to be quite impressive. How long does salmon take, Dad? 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> also, whatever he considers to be gourmet wins. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Also, he likes just to make I mad. hope that everyone is is getting through this relatively stress-free and, you know, with your partner, trying to work through things without killing each other. Yeah. Because there's enough, you know, death yeah. happening. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Um, I would like to add that I think we, you should talk about how much is too much sex with your partner. Why? Why do you think that? Because... You know, when you run out of like things to do when you're together all the time, it's like you you could hurt somebody. Yeah. I know. I felt like I pulled something before. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> do you want me to like divulge personal information? You don't have to. I have a mustache. It'd be weird. We, oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have sex more than I don't know how many. Everyone's different. Yeah. Let us know what your number is. I'm gonna cut this out. Maybe not. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I just I, I love that accent that you just did for a second. And uh, one of my life missions right now is to get you to do the oh my god. You're just like, I mean, I think sex is great, but yeah, like I mean, try not to hurt each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. Remember, don't sprint at the beginning of the marathon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too.
I tried to end it on like a positive oh, note. Oh, we were ending it? Well, I was like, I hope everyone's remaining stress-free and like they're, you're getting through this with your partner if you are in a relationship and then you're like, I have something to add. Oh. How much sex is too much sex? And I'm like, okay, so how do we end it now? Don't hurt yourselves, people, whether you're masturbating or fucking someone else. Don't do it too much. Too much of something is, you know, never good. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. We should, uh, I, this is, we should do this more. Clearly. It's fine. <laughs> you guys have been great. We're almost to a thousand all-time views, which is amazing. That means 20 of you have listened to our podcast 50 times each. So thank you. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Mm -hmm. As always, like write us if you want, if you have any questions or something that you would like to discuss. Text us, talk to us. Um, if you're listening to this and you've made it to the end, um, comment on one of our Instagram posts and say, John owes me coffee when the apocalypse is over. I'll, I'll give you a Starbucks gift card. This is for like a few dollars. Just to see if oh. anyone listens to the end. <laughs> Seriously, when you hear this, Go to our Instagram page. I love when you go rogue and you pull this shit out of your ass and I'm like, what? Okay. It's a marketing thing I was planning on implementing during on my oh. own personal page prior to this all happening and then things shut down. So it's a test. If you're listening, comment, John yeah. owes me a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll get a coffee. He's just curious who's actually listening. Are you just curious who's listening? Maybe. No, I'm, I, you know, want to reward our people. Yeah. 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 It's so peaceful in the house right now. How did this happen? Um, so. Have we ended the podcast at this point? I don't know. Thank you all for listening. Come back next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Play the music. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh my God. Why are you like that? I don't know. Why are you just so <laughs> random? I'm like trying to wrap it up. It sounds nice and smooth. And you're just like, one more thing. Completely off topic. And then I'm not going to end it. I'm going to get swing it back to Alexis and let her try to end it. It's like, if you do that, then wrap it up nicely. If you have something to end like the podcast with, then, then you have to package it. And you know, you have to be the one that wraps it and fucking sends it on its way. Yeah, packs it. Package it. Package it. And wrap it up, make it look pretty, and fucking sound nice. Send it on its way. Because <laughs> I try, and then you come in with whatever random things, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. By the way, Astroglide is the best lubricant one can buy. Is it? I mean, I'm just trying to think of the random things that you might say yeah. that are weird. I like burritos. When I got those burritos from Costco. They're horrible. They were okay. But they're so gross. The bottom third of every single one of the burritos I ate was nothing but egg. I mean, are you surprised? Is it a thing that... So I started trying to guess which end was all egg, and that's the side I'd go into when I was eating the burrito. 
And whenever I was right and I ate all the fluffy egg first and I knew there was nothing but sausage and peppers and a little bit of egg for the last half of the burrito, I was, I was very happy. It's but if it was the other way around, you were unhappy? Yeah. Mm. We're talking about starting our days off right. I want to know how much everyone is drinking. I would love to know how much everyone is drinking booze. Hey, Jackson. I am drinking. Do you want to grab them and put them up here? He's dirty. It's okay. We'll wipe off. Wipe it off again. He's a bubbers. I am drinking a lot more than I thought I would, but not. Oh, I... that's not true. Yes, it is. More than you thought you would? If I had to write down like a quantity, like the amount of booze I bought the first week of isolation, I was like, man, this is going to get me through all of it. That's what I thought. But also, it's important to note that John has been hiding booze all over the house. I've so been hiding. It's very okay. You know where all of it's You've at. You've been strategically placing booze in various locations around the home, and maybe, perhaps, you've forgotten about some of those locations, and actually, you still have more booze than you realize. I wish I could. I've <laughs> hid, hidden beers around I the house. Guarantee. So that way one day we when I'm cleaning the art studio, I'm like, oh, gumball head. You're my friend. So I feel like if it weren't a pandemic, that would be like a very telltale sign of alcoholism. But since we're in a pandemic, you know what blew my it's mind? a fun game to play. Last night, this blew my mind. Last night when we were lying there in bed and uh, I was like talking about my gut and I was like, I... I keep thinking about how skinny I was when I just stopped. No alcohol consumption, so no snacks, right, uh, um, because of that. Um, and you said, well, right now is not the best time to be sober. I said, what? Well, what's weird about that? You don't think I, that's true? No, I agree with you. I was surprised you said that, though. I would have thought for sure you're like, this is a good time to be sober. And to be you skinny. know, I heard someone saying, well, I believe that. I mean, I'm, I'm not sober, but I'm still working out. And I'm like, we, really, who was it that was talking about forming a habit? Was it Matt Diavella? No, it was um, Better Ideas is the name of the YouTube um, Some YouTuber was talking about, Joey Schweitzer. oh, yeah, yeah, how now is actually a really good time if you're trying to form a new habit, like a good one, ideally. And a lot of us are probably forming some not-so-great ones. Yeah. But if you're trying to form, like, a healthy habit right now, if you're at home, which a lot of us are, um, it's a really good time to, you know, start forming that habit because you've got the time. Yeah. And you've got kind of the ability to be mindful. You're not rushing out the door. So if you want to start your day by meditating, now's a really good time to like start doing that. They say it takes 21 days <laughs> 21 days to form a habit. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I, I liked that. And so for me, I've just been running, working on my running and um and yoga. Because yeah. there's all these free yeah. live classes. Yeah. And I wanted and I've been wanting to like up my practice yeah. um, in terms of yoga for a while. And so I've actually been able to start start doing it every yeah. day, which has been fucking awesome. Just hard at first running and it's probably easier now, right? Oh yeah, my yeah. running already has gotten, cause I don't love running, I'm not a runner. Um, but yeah, it's already gotten so much better and so much easier. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and don't pick a bunch of habits at one, once either is the thing that he was talking about and I, believe is true and you know I think you believe is true and I know just from personal experience if you try to do too much at once I think even during a pandemic you can make yourself lose your, your damn mind yeah and I also agree with that theory that like you don't 
put a bunch of shoulds on yourself. Yeah. Like if yeah. you just want to sit on your ass during all this, like and watch Netflix, that's totally fine. Yeah. Who the, cares? Right. At the beginning of the podcast, you talked about you said stuck at home and then you flip-flopped it and you were saying that jokingly but then you flip-flopped it to safe at home and that applies to saying should you when you say you should do something you are immediately creating resistance between you and the objective so when you say i should go to the gym instead of thinking the gym sounds great because that's where i go to get in shape you think oh the gym it's a thing i have to do but if in turn you say i want to go to the gym i want to start meditating then it sounds like a reward yeah. And people love rewards. Especially you. <laughs> Especially Jackson. He loves a good reward. Last night, John put sour cream on Jackson's head. Yeah. And it's still there. It was disgusting. Yeah. He's getting a bath. Well, so whenever I know we're he's going to go do that now. I take a bath. I just slowly and incrementally add Let's go give condiments Jackson a to bath. Jackson's fur. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, y'all. See you again soon. See ya, bye. John owes me a coffee. Bye now. Yeah.